Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the Canelo and Chavez Jr. fight. Also, it's just been announced, Canelo versus Triple G. Then we're going to talk about why we think everyone should be doing some sort of work for free to be successful. And then we're going to touch on Wim Hof, the Iceman. We're going to talk about him a little bit in meditation. So alongside me, to my left, I've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes. Glenn, how's it going, mate? Good. Excited to get into these topics after that real shit show of a fight last night. I know. <laughs> Terrible, wasn't it? And then to my right, I've got Mr. Kevin Watson. Kev, how's it going, mate? Good, man. Good to be back. How are you? Good to have you back. Kev's been, been missing. He's been uh, MIA for a little bit, right? What have you been doing? Traveling a little bit and, I don't know, just busy working. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> been busy. Like, we've all been busy. Um, so, the fight last night, you watched it, Kev? Yes. You watched it, Glenn? We watched it, yeah. We watched it. We went to Brendan Chab's house and we watched it in there. And uh, what a crap fight. Yeah, it was disappointing, wasn't it? I think going in, I always, I said to my client in the morning, I think, uh, I don't think it'd be as competitive as people thought it was going to be. I've never really rated Chavez Jr. And I, th I thought that Canelo would have had harder spars than, than that going into the fight. So I wasn't surprised to see him be comfortable but the biggest disappointment was just the lack of fight and mm -hmm. heart and character from Chavez Jr. just did not give a shit and he's been like that for most of his career so yeah I, I'd agree with that I think I mean I think people were hoping for a little more entertainment just because of his size, Chavez's uh, size alone um hoping he could stand there and bang a little bit more but he uh didn't look like he had any business being in the ring with, the, with Canelo here's what I thought I don't know what you think about this but did, was he, was his offense and his punches taken away from him by Canelo's skill? Yeah, I think and he judgment felt, of range. I think, or do you think it was just he was so scared to let his hands go, he was just going to get counterpunched every time? I he think in the first jab. round he felt how solid Canelo's punches were, and from that point on, he, he didn't, didn't want to yeah. release, let his hands go at all. And in the first round, he put a bit of pressure on Canelo and pushed him back, and he threw a few punches that got through, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a great he fight. He did, yeah. He yeah. landed some big shots. And then, I mean, I felt the pieces after that. But I tell you what, Canelo, that was a punch-perfect performance. He was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think Super he could sharp. have even let his hands go even more. He could have let five and six punch combinations go at yeah. ease. Yeah. Yeah. You see what Lomachenko tweeted? Or no. post on Instagram. Uh -huh. It was so funny. He just posted a clip of Canelo hitting the heavy bag. He went, I saw this last night or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of what it was it like. Was, and, yeah. uh, it was funny what Brendan Sharp tweeted. And he, well, he said it was last night. He said, Tonight's the night you don't want to fight like a rich kid's son. And that's exactly what he did. Like a rich kid, yeah. And that's what he did. He fought mm -hmm. like he didn't want to be in there. And uh, I mean, it's easy for us to sit on the sidelines now and see you should have done this, you should have done that. When you're in there Definitely. with a beast like that and you're getting pounded with them punches, oh, oh. I just think because we, we've got a lot of expectation from him because of who his dad was, a Mexican warrior. Sure. So we were kind of expecting the same like when he's getting these, coming back with the counters yeah. and he wasn't doing it. The highlight of his career bit was the Andy Lee win. But I think that was, he just out sized him he was just he was huge in that fight but other than that i've never really thought he's been as, as big as what people make him out to be when you told me he boxed andy lee i thought wow i never knew that until last night yeah he i thought no he's definitely got lee. a chance because i boxed andy lee in the amateurs he beat yeah. me by I think, two points and andy lee was the only person i've only ever got dropped once in my life and it was by andy lee in a spawn session like uh, when i was like 17 he, it is with a right hook and dropped us so i was like wow and then he beat andy lee so i was I was surprised with that. Yeah. Uh, so I thought this is going to be a good fight, but we've never really seen it. Yeah, I think for Chavez, it's just, he's not 
he's not skilled or dynamic enough of a fighter to not have heart. It doesn't just doesn't show that he has a lot of heart and a lot yeah. of. I think that he showed it in the Sergio Martinez fight when he yeah. came back in that tw in the twelfth round and dropped him in that because he was getting schooled for eleven rounds and he mm. came back and, and dropped him in the twelfth. So he, yeah. there's something in there, but I just don't know why he doesn't perform. It's weird. It's, I just yeah. don't think he, he gives a shit. I think he's he's got enough money. He's comfy. I just don't yeah. think he has the desire to. Well, that's what we were kind of waiting for. It. We were waiting for that, thinking, oh, well, he's not doing anything for the first 11 rounds. Yeah. Lost every single round. Maybe by the 12th round, he was going to step him up. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't he do didn't. it. Yeah, but I think, I think credit to Canelo for why he was, because he didn't allow him, did he? As soon as he... Yeah. There's that, there was a, a slow-mo on Instagram yesterday of Chavez Jr. throwing a jab and Canelo just slips it perfect and Boom. smashes yeah, him with the right hand. Yeah. I remember that fight. So what, yeah. what now for Chavez? I don't know. He's done. <laughs> I don't see much. He was done before don't the fight. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but, uh, what is he? 30, he's like 31 years old. He's had 54 he's had fights. fights. Yeah. yeah. But his dad had like, well, how many's dad have? He's dad had like, over 80. Around there. He was undefeated for like 80 odd fights. 60 or something. And then was it Dallahoya who broke that, right? His dad. I think he's Dallahoya definitely beat Chavez Senior. But like now, is he going to retire? We think he should. I'm sure. I'm sure you do as well, right? You think he should retire? I mean, I, I don't think he wants to be a journeyman. I mean, I don't see him wanting to do that for anybody. So I, th yeah. I think he can still be a, a tough opponent for a bunch of people coming through at middleweight. I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Lemieux. I think that'd be a decent fight. There's, there's fights out there, but as far as him yeah. being a headline pay-per-view fighter, that's that's done. I want to see Lemieux Canelo fight, even maybe before the Triple G fight, even though it's not going to happen. Yeah, but I would love to see no. that fight. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that last night. We kind of thought that's the fight that they're going yeah. to go for next because he was in the undercard, but then. It wouldn't really make that much sense for Canelo to fight him because Triple no. G's already beat him. Yeah, it makes know? no sense. But, but the, the, it's just what I would love to see. The chances yeah. of him making 160 are impossible now too. We saw. Let's see how good he was at once, or Chavez Junior at 164. Oh, yeah, yeah so I think he, if he if he's gonna do anything, he's got to go back up to like light heavyweight, maybe even or suit middleweight. Yeah, I think there'll be some good fights from there at suit middleweight. There's a good yeah. There's a bunch of good opponents around, and then definitely th then people will want to make a statement against them and try and stop him because Canelo couldn't stop him. Yeah, you know, like. We've got like so Chris Eubank Jr., uh, Billy Joe Saunders. That, that would be a great be a fight. Great fight yeah. Be a decent scalp for Chris Eubank as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he should retire, but with his background, his pedigree, with his dad having all them fights and all that, and him having all them fights, I just don't think he will. And I don't think he's, if he did, he's got what else is he going to do? He, he's always going to attract interest, even though we know he's going to bring, he's going to let people down, but. Just there's always there's always going to be a fighter there. It's going to be like, oh, maybe he could push them. Maybe he could test right. them. You know what I mean? He's always going to raise questions. But sure. I think in, in being a main event fighter, you know, top of the card, he's done. And because of his name, I think that they'll want to have them fights exactly, with, yeah. and, he, and he's durable. So people want to prove the point. So yeah. promoters will, will want to do that. So, so on to Canelo then. Uh, what did you think of the way they announced the Triple G fight? Go on, Kev. I mean, I hated it. I, I, I get why they do it, but it seemed a little too artificial, a little too WWE for me. I, I, I That's know, the first I thing I thought. I know you're a fan, he, but... As soon as he started, I was like, like well, they've just been watching Monday Night yeah. Raw and they're like, let's go for it. But what I think it is, is also I think it's totally disrespectful to the other fighter, Chavez, who's there. It's just like... He just disappeared. Yeah, it's yeah. just... I, and they did that... Did they do that in a UFC fight recently? Something, but I just see I just see it so dis as so dis so much disrespect towards the other fighter and even towards Canelo because it's it's his it's his you know he just won it's the his fight he should, yeah right? and so but 
I mean, that's what people want to see, though, but, too. So. But clearly, you must have been all right with it because it was all sure. Yeah, well, just think now script, how, how, how big that fight, how, how much it makes that fight bigger now. I mean, yeah. Do, yeah. it didn't need that, but now it's like he got in the ring room, he squared off, they've announced it. Now, I mean, like you see, it's took the, the shine off from winning that fight. Yeah. But because uh, now the headlines are not about him winning that fight, the headlines are about him fighting Triple G. Exactly. You know? Uh, but with, with, with that. I liked it, it was cheesy, you know, I'm yeah. not one who likes cheese, but I was like, it's different, you know, it's like, they're trying something new, they're trying, yeah. Yeah. like when, I don't know if you were thinking about the, the fight with, it was when you said it happened with the UFC, it happened with boxing with Anthony Joshua when he beat yeah. someone. He beat yeah. Eric Molina. Was Klitschko that got in the ring? And then yeah. Klitschko was ringside. Like straight, straight away. Yeah. Straight away and, you know, As if yeah. the promoters knew, like, he's going to beat him. And, yeah. it, was your, it was your boy, the guy from Sky, um, what's he called? He was in the ring, Andy Scott. Andy Scott. He was in the ring. And he went to Eddie Hearn and said, Eddie, do you have anything you want to say? And then he, he announced the, the date for the fight. So it was all prearranged as well. Sure. So I think we might see a little bit more of this in boxing moving forward. Yeah. I think, yeah. it's, I think it, it's a smart way of doing it because clearly they're, they're competing with UFC for that entertainment value and trying yeah. to build the big fights. There's not that many yeah. big, big fights out there. Triple G Cadello is one of them. Yeah. And then apart from that, they're struggling to sell pay-per-view buys. You know, the yeah. Andre Ward Kovalev fight yeah. didn't do very well. They're going to struggle to sell a second fight. So I think they're just trying out this kind of, yeah. okay, if he, if this fight goes how we plan it going, we've already made an arrangement for the next fight. Let's put that announcement yeah. on this card. So but how would you feel as, if you were Canelo and you just you just went through 12 rounds and all of a sudden the fight's over and above on the on the big screen is just like big enough just intro of, of, of just Triple G with yeah. this yeah. real intense music. Weird, Wouldn't yeah. that make you feel like shit? Like... That's what Brendan was saying. Like, what, what the hell? Like, I would like, like hate let's it. celebrate Canelo. You'd hate it, but he, he, he must have knew before. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he yeah. Knew they, they've said to him, "Here's what we're gonna do." He probably just be, okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever sells the fight. And then yeah. Canelo just showed Triple G zero respect when yeah. they were in the ring after that. Yeah, that? Triple G looks so uncomfortable too coming out. Like he came out to his nor his normal <laughs> ring entrance song. He looks he's so, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> he's so funny because he's he's such a nice guy and all he. But he's, he's tone of voice and his accent, yeah. and he all he all he really knows is nice words. Yeah, you yeah. know, he probably didn't understand what Canelo big, said big, after him about big drama show. You know, <laughs> I said this last night under my breath, but the way he speaks reminds me a lot of the way Donald Trump speaks because he has they they did some study at some point on Donald Trump and like his reading level based on the words that he uses is like third or fourth grade level. And that's what it feels like when Triple G's talking. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, like, I just think, as soon as I hear him speak, I just feel like I'm watching Borat. Yeah, yeah. It's just Borat. <laughs> I think every American feels that way. Yeah. That's all Americans Such know. Such a nice guy, though. Triple yeah. G training Great. in this gym where we are right now in Boxing Burn, Santa Monica. It was probably two years ago. He was training for a fight against that Australian. Uh, the, for the Daniel Gill fight. Daniel, yeah. yeah. And he come in the gym. Such a nice guy. Fight before that fight, too. In the yeah, gym. they're both trained here, like separate times. And uh, Triple G was... Uh, Great, getting pictures with everyone oh, yeah. and talking to everyone he was, as best yeah. as he could. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. I was up yeah. right here on that corner when he was doing the shadow boxing in here. Yeah, I watched him shadow box for like five or six rounds. Yeah, I've never seen anybody cover yeah. that much distance. I think we all were saying the same like thing. In like one yeah. or two steps, right. it was insane. Sick. He was from like the center of the ring to the corner in just like one step, just like yeah. but just there, just like covered so much ground. It was insane. His foot 
footwork and feet were ridiculous. Yeah, and like I always say about the boxers, the higher level of boxers, the, the better the footwork is. It all starts with the feet in boxing. Yeah. And if you even look at the likes of Mike Tyson, no one gives Mike Tyson credit for his footwork, but mm -hmm. his footwork was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. How he could change them angles. Cut the ring down. And, yeah, yeah, and get his feet in, shift, yeah, shift his feet in place to get them power punches yeah. off. They were amazing. Yeah. So, boxing, I mean, footwork in boxing and, and MMA as well. Yeah. All them top guys. Oh, definitely, are, yeah. uh, I think... Triple G's a little, di I mean, his footwork's amazing, he's a little bit different though, he's so well grounded, he's not bouncy, he's not like, right. not a lot of... It's, it's steps. Movement. It's yeah, like it's real steps, steps like wide, like, he's know? always grounded, yeah. always got a strong base, and that's why he gets those massive shots off. Right, him. yeah, but uh, another one, like, he's still, like you say, he's still got great, great footwork, and he, yeah. his distance yes. is just, it's just perfect, and yeah. when you talk about Triple G, when, when he come and train in here, I mean, it was class, how good was that for, for boxing burn, though, because <laughs> when he trained in here, there was... The hundred media people are you taking pictures, videos? HBO people, isn't it? And all sorts. Of, I mean, yeah, all the great. boxing people in LA. It was great. And then every time you're seeing, like, because when, when a superstar like that, or like Conor McGregor, come and change in the gym and he posts a picture, or there's, there wasn't media here for Conor McGregor, but that spawn thing went viral. It just goes everywhere on all our social media feeds. And, yeah. you, and you just see the boxing burn logo in the background. It's, yeah, it's yes. amazing. So good. <laughs> I remember there was a video of, I think it was you, Kev, posted a video on the Box and Burn Instagram. Uh -huh. And it was, it added like a couple of thousand views. And then the next day, McGregor posted that he was in Brentwood. Yeah. And tagged the gym or whatever. Thanks mm. for the hospitality. And then that video that you posted, Kev, when it was like the next day was at like 11,000 views. <laughs> we got like 10,000 views on the video in like two days. I think it was even more than that. The one, Kev, shadow boxing, right? Ridiculous. Which one was it? It was when you were shadow boxing. What you, what you, it was in this wrist ring here when Connor tagged the gym and stuff. All oh, oh, shit oh, oh just you're went. talking about, yeah, the one that was next to his video. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, that, sort of, that sort of stuff, if you've got a business, try and get these, try and get Conor McGregor in your gym and try and get him a post-word. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy, it's not easy. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, we got like 2,000 new followers on Instagram because uh, he posted this one post. You know what that makes us think? When, when celebrities or someone, I mean, Conor's probably the biggest athlete superstar in the world right now. Would yeah, you agree? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, the one below him, I would say, who would you say? I'd say Anthony Joshua. Overall, athlete. In, the, athlete? in the fight game. No, in, fight any, game. Athlete. in the athlete. Maybe Ronaldo. Yeah. That, LeBron, but I, LeBron's huge, but I don't, he's not, a, I don't think he's really globally, like, likable. People don't love him as mm. much as. Yeah, I, I don't think, where are we from, LeBron's that big. Yeah, I mean, but, basketball's just not big yeah, in England, period. But I would, I would have said Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo's big in America now, right? Yeah, I mean. I think Messi's bigger that, here than Ronaldo really? is. Yeah. Wasn't uh, wasn't Ronaldo's side piece Kim Kardashian? Someone really? told us before that he used to fly <laughs> her to Spain private just so he could bang her, oh, and then and then fly and fly, <laughs> and her, fly back. her back. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Imagine if you've got that sort of pull. <laughs> Imagine if you're that guy. Well, <laughs> I've heard he's got a tool on him as well. <laughs> I have. Have you seen the documentary on him? Speaking of Ronaldo, have you seen the, the documentary on him? Um, it's not. It, it makes him look like a complete asshole, right? He's really? watching a football game with his kid and his kid's on the couch with him and he, just, he says to him like when you become a professional footballer what position are you going to be and his kid goes goalkeeper and he goes no you're not he's like that's the ridiculous answer he's like just scolding like Amazon <laughs> saying goalkeepers are worthless like they're nothing you're not, not going to be a goalkeeper like this yeah. just like so control and that kid I think he's like a, his adopted kid right and yeah, adopt a kid or yeah I think I think and it, it, I don't know it's just a weird style. Ronaldo's a, a legend though like oh, outside yeah, as well from the yeah. people that 
uh, like Jamie Reynolds has been working with him and he can't speak highly enough of him. You know, people say nice things about him and talk about how professional he is and how right. hard he works. And what he's but done. He's in that documentary, it comes off like <laughs> he, he loves but what, but what he's done for charity and all that. And he, really? And he adopts mm. kids and, yeah. you know, he, he, he paid for someone's heart surgery, which is often. Oh, really? Wow. Something like that. I mean, what, what, a, what a guy he is. There's a video of him on YouTube I've seen before where it says how many times Ronaldo gets. If he goes for a coffee, how many times he gets asked for a picture? So there's hidden cameras mm. around this calf and he's sitting outside and he orders a cup of coffee. Before the cup of coffee comes, he's sitting there just like, just normal. He gets asked for like 15 pictures and he's just sitting there talking to his friend and people just come up asking for pictures. And it's just... just That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be terrible. It would be because, I mean, you can't go anywhere. But what's the, what's the alternative? Not. I would rather... Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> flying Kim Kardashian. You know, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah that, that, you know? I mean, it's, it's worth it for that. But uh, yeah, what a study is. Uh, so yeah, what was what was talking about is if getting getting these high profile people in in the gym. I mean, it's it's massive. It's not easy, but it's really good for the brand and and all that. This is what I love about this podcast. We started off talking about Triple G and Canelo, and we ended up talking about flying Kim Kardashian to Spain. <laughs> just a spanger, just, a banger, just for a while, back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? People who were listening and they said when I said at the beginning about in the intro about working for free and why everyone should be working for free. Let's talk a little bit about that. So you've just given us a, a cue on that about Andy Scott. You remind us of that. So Andy Scott, I don't know if I told you this, he, he done that little documentary thing I showed you on me when I finished from the Olympics. He, what he'd done, he contacted like 15 Olympians after the Olympics when he was in university and asked them if he would come up and do a little interview with them. And none of them replied apart from me. And he drove up into Manchester when I was training in Joe Gallagher's gym and he done an interview with me and I said to him, what, why do you, do you want to do some more stuff? And you know, what, what you got in mind? I said, let's do like a bit longer, do like a little day in the life thing. He said, all right. And he was so keen, a young little student. Mm. So he started videoing me, following us around Sunderland, done, done an eight piece, uh, eight part documentary. That was the Life as a Pro one. I uh, Tony Jeffries, life, life as a Pro, it's on YouTube, check it out. And... Uh, and then since since he's put that out, and then Frank Maloney, my promoter, was like, "Oh, I need someone." Kelly, Kelly. Kelly now, Kelly yeah, Brown. Kelly Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> she, he, whatever you want to call him, he, he he said to him, "Let's start working for me and start videoing my army fighters." So he did that. And Frank Maloney was in with Sky Sports. Ed Robinson, you know, Ed Robinson yep. works for Sky Sports. Seeing his work, and he's like, "Wow, this kid's real good." Anyway, fast forward, however many five year, Andy Scott was the guy who was in the ring in the Anthony Joshua fight, Klitschko fight, interviewing them after the... After the uh, Smashed it. Yeah, after the fight. So talking about working for free, what he done there, he worked for free. Mm -hmm. I never paid him to come and do that. That's an amazing story, that. Yeah. It is. And he's like one of the... He's, he's like top boy. At, he's a top boy. He's guy at boxing now. He's done like uh, Triple G and uh, all of them who's fights on Sky, he's the guy in the ring and now yeah. he's interviewing them. So working for free, that's one example of it. Another example of it is, I want to see the podcast, like podcasting, podcasting for free. That can be that can be great as well. So, uh, a couple of the boxing burn trainers have started their own podcast. Yeah, now as well. and I, and I, I tell one. and I tell everyone to to start your own podcast. Why not? You know, why not? It's it, yeah, you're not going to get paid for it. Right. So, but still, it's getting your brand out there, and Ernie the producers wants to hire more, uh, wants more people, right, Ernie? Yeah, I, I think it's just a great outlet to talk about whatever you're passionate about, whatever you you love. 
start a podcast, talk about it, and then eventually, if the, the more you do it, you can get to a point where you can start getting paid for it, and it's going to open some doors. I right. think the the key word is passion, because if, if your passion is money, then you you know you're not going to. Right. Sure, some people might be successful and, and might make some money, but you hear it all the time. You have to do what you're passionate about, and then you'll be successful. Yeah. Success, right. success is not determined by how much money you want to earn. It's determined by how passionate you are about what you do. Yeah. Uh, it also reminds me of a quote. I think. We, we talked about it maybe in a workshop one time. It's the, the man who does or is paid much less for the amount of work he does will soon be the man that is paid a lot more f- for... Uh, fuck, I can't get it right. No, that was right. But that is, was right, yeah. Is, is, paid for a lot, is paid a lot more than what he does eventually. I guess, whatever so so what that, that means is do more than you're getting paid for yeah. and you'll eventually get paid more than yeah, you're doing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly uh, it. And like we've had trainers in, in Box and Burn who come in like Josh Hackford, who's going to be on the podcast soon, and, and Josh Pollard, who was on a previous podcast, Kerry. We've had, and even Glenn sitting here. We, we've had trainers who come in and they work extra, extra hard, do more than they're getting paid for, mm-hmm. and in the end it pays off because now yeah. Glenn's doing but all and he's getting paid a fortune. Did you just say I do nothing? <laughs> he does nothing. <laughs> just buys I look at my schedule. <laughs> no, but but I mean, and that that's comes down to passion, right? So yeah. we get we get trainers in who's who's really passionate, and the and they'll be in here all day. They'll be working with clients for kind of free on the bags, just showing someone who's not wanting personal training. They'll show them how to throw a correct right hand, or or if it's in the weight room, they'll show them how to squat correctly or or, or correct the form. Just going from, above and beyond. Above and beyond, yeah. yeah. And from that. Then we'll be like, the, the, cl- the clients or the people might be like, oh, how much is it for a tr- private training session with you? Yeah. Next thing, they, they've sold so a 10 pack for a grand and, you know. And that's the pl- that, like we always say to in our workshops and our training meetings, that th- it's not just a- applicable to what we do. It's in every walk of life, no matter what you do, if you go above and beyond, people notice that and mm-hmm. it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Like uh, Glenn spends so much time on on his Instagram. If you look at Glenn's Instagram, at GlennRomsLA, right? Yeah. Uh, and look how, how fancy that is. He's, I mean, he's he's not getting paid for that, but it will pay off. How will it pay off? Because now if someone goes on Glenn's profile and they see how, how he's got it all organized and it's all uh, inf- inf- got lots of information on how we can yeah. improve them, with his blogs and all that on on the on the Instagram, it's going to be like, wow! If I want to train, I'm going to work with Glenn because look how smart his Instagram is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you just mentioned that actually because um, I don't know. You, do you know Ben Bruno, the trainer? Ben yeah. Bruno. He just uh, texted me somebody there, someone who lives over this side that wanted to train with him, and he couldn't do it, so he, he referred him to me, and she contacted me, and then the first thing in my response was, if you need more information about me, here's my website, here's my Instagram, everything you need is right there. So it's like. I've put all the effort into the website and the Instagram and the blogs that you're saying are there and all that. So yeah. I'm like, I, I can't wait for people to go and see that stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than if waiting for them to approach you and say, oh, where can I find out more about it? Oh, well, I don't really have that. I've got a video here. I've got a video there. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, here's my website. Mm-hmm. Here's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then anything you need to find out about me is like, or yeah. view videos, right. any of that kind of stuff. Something. So yeah, you weren't paid for that, but it just, what it does eventually is increases your exposure and opportunities yeah. for success. And then eventually you're going to see some return on that yeah, monetarily totally. or you know whatever it is but you'll see returns just Definitely. it increases that exposure that something good's going to come your way yeah. yeah that is that is just one example of how how you can 
how you're working for free because it is work. I know you oh, put a lot, a lot, a lot of work into that. Yeah, it's yeah. like these these YouTubers who's famous now and they've got tons and tons of hits and views. Uh, like Philip DeFranco was one. I don't know if you know who he is. I, I watch him all the time. He's got a news channel. He he started off just like all the rest of them because they were passionate about, it, like you say, mm-hmm. Kevin, about the, the passion and not wanting to make any money. But now they're making millions mm-hmm. because they've started this yeah. this this stuff for this this channel for free. I think just to go back to the the your mindset, it's interesting what. Uh, Steve Krebs, one of our uh, guests on a previous yeah. podcast that's in the archives, if anyone wants to check it out, he was on a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, he was saying, I think you posted this clip on your Instagram as well, but when he talks about your your mindset and attitude to money determines everything else. So you start chasing money. It's how you view right. money determines how you do everything else. So if he said, I view money as peace of mind, security for my family, and comfort, right? right? That's how I view money, and that's that. In, to me, that's exactly how I view money as well. I don't. I'm not interested in having, you know, billions and billion excess and all that. I mean, obviously that'd be nice, but first and foremost, it's about having that that security and that comfort. Right. So then, everything else you do on top of that, you're gonna you're likely to do it with more passion because you're just trying to get to that comfort in terms of money. You know. Yeah. Oh, so then the rest yeah. you're just gonna you're just gonna do for passion because you love doing it. Well, it's like what. Well, uh, biggie says the more money you more money, more across, problems, right? more problems yeah. you get and Big that's time. and that's I think that's true and then just just on the Instagram thing the way I look at Instagram is I see it as a website so it's like people go straight on your profile I, I view that as like the modern day website really yes. yeah. so that's why I try and put so much effort into how it looks and what's on there and yeah. think about it a lot a lot of people don't really think about it that much and they just kind of throw generic stuff out right, and it's yeah. like, oh they don't put that much thought and effort into it yeah um, yeah, no one wants to see what you're eating. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we've, got the, well, we've got the Instagram stories. I saved the, that for the yeah. story, yeah. Yeah, or the cup of coffee. Yes, yeah, so the quote I was trying to pull and trying to pull from memory is, if you are willing to do more than you are paid to do, eventually you will be paid to do more than you do. Mm. I think, just think that's a, it's simple, but it's very powerful and it's very true. Yeah. It reminds, I mean, it's, it, the internships are that. Like in an internship, you go in and you, you bust your ass, you don't get paid. But eventually you're going to get, if you do well and you work for a good company or work under a good company or have a good mentor, they're going to see to it that you, you, you have good opportunities once you're finished with that. Um, it's having also, a good eye for opportunity too. What's that? It, have, having a good eye for opportunity yeah. is key. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like a skill in itself. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. get given opportunities and they don't have the, the skill set to see it as an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they're asking me to work for free. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm not going to go to that, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a mindset. You got to flip your mindset. Totally. You got to see um, what the benefits of it are. And if you yeah. don't, then either you're in, you're in the wrong field, you're in the wrong industry, or you're just... I think you you've got, got to kind of like, like a long-term vision, yeah. you know, and setting long-term as, goals as well, and what, things what, like that. What all of this is that. really good for, when we're talking kind of more about the social media here, uh, is, is for SEO, search engine optimization, which is how powerful your name is on Google. Because if if I want to look for a trainer for me kids, let's see, it's Glenn Holmes, first thing I want to do before I put, let me little girls train with anyone, I'm going to Google Glenn Holmes. Yeah. And then if I come across your Instagram and it's the way it is, I'm yeah, definitely train with Glenn. That, right. That, that's right. But if I've got 
pictures, if you're posting pictures of you drinking out, trying to tap up girls and all yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> are you fuck welcome with my kids? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the search engine op- optimization. So, I mean, that's an, another story about being professional on your Instagram. But uh, being everywhere, there's a, a podcast by a guy called Pat Flynn. It's called about being everywhere, being on blogs, having your, having your own website, being on Twitter, being on... Uh, What's that podcast called? It's called, it's Pat Flynn. Uh, passive okay. income podcast uh, he's he's a person who's who tells people how to start podcasts by yourself he's he's someone who when you google how do i start a podcast his video will come up pat flynn's video and he'll tell you what equipment to buy and, and and how to start and what software you should use and all that so if you're interested in starting a podcast google pat flynn how to start a podcast and uh, i really think you should start a podcast because there yeah you're not going to get paid for it but you're there for people to find you, especially if you're in this industry, you're there for people to find you. If you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, even if you're just sharing your links from Instagram, just get on there because it's good for SEO. It's really, I mean, you know how good it is for SEO as well, right? Yeah, Oh, yeah, it's huge. Google yeah. Plus Definitely. is another one. Then obviously Facebook and the other Facebook page for your business as well. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do a podcast all day on social media and marketing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, be everywhere, be everywhere and work, and work, work for, for free, free. <laughs> work for free. I mean, I thought that makes sense, right? It is kind of, of working for free. Yeah. I think another route you can go with that is also thinking about philanthropy work and doing and just that stuff you don't get paid for, but you're giving back to the community. And it, not only is it maybe good for your business or good for your name or your brand, but it's, it gives back and it makes you feel good about yourself and it's yeah. made you perform better and do better, I think. Um, that's another way you can look at it too. It's yeah, it's, and, and doing events like, like that yeah. uh, is great for networking because yeah. you don't know who you're going to meet as well. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're being everywhere with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, definitely. I've, I've, it's unbelievable how good it makes you feel when yeah. you do stuff you don't have to do. Right. I well, gave, I gave yeah, some woman on the street a bottle of water the other day. Yeah. She had a sign on like Lincoln and Washington, just like anything will help. And, and usually I'm, I'm not that, that's generous yeah. <laughs> usually like you know but uh, I had a bottle of water on the floor in my car and I just leaned over and gave it to her and she was just like the happiest pretty like made her day like she just, <laughs> face just lit up yeah. and then I turned drove off and then I was just like I felt amazing <laughs> last week I was walking down Santa Monica Boulevard and there was a homeless there was a big food truck there and there was a homeless one just looking at all the food and I was like I'm gonna buy him something so <laughs> I, I was feeling good yo mate what do you want so I ordered him a whatever it was, and they come at like $12. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I paid the $12, and then I went, all right, mate. I was walking away, went, excuse me, this is the homeless man. Excuse me, can I get a can of Coke as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was another one. I was like, all right. So no it was another shame. one fifty. No shame at all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was with Sarah, and she was like, oh, that was, that was kind of, and I was, like you said, I, I left there feeling, I feeling great. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, so another way to feel great, move on to the next topic, Wim Hof. Have you heard of him, Kev? Yes. Yeah. Wim Hof. And yeah. I heard of him through Aubrey Marcus, had him at his house the, mm. the other week, and Same. the Iceman where, and I was like, who is this guy? And he's got, a, he's got like 12 Guinness Book World Records for doing crazy shit in ice. Yeah. He was the only man ever to walk, I think the only man, or the fastest man, I think the only man ever to walk Mount Everest in just a pair of shorts. Ridiculous. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> uh, so Wim Hof, I think he's about, I'm 60 years old, 55 years old. His wife died when he was, uh, I think about 20 years ago. He raised his four kids by himself. He was depressed all the time, so he needed something to do. So something told him to get in ice 
ice bath or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he's figured out this the Wim Hof method. Uh, it's kind of like ice bathing, but it's it's more about breathing. Kind of, I think it kind of like a form of meditation. Anyway, next week he's he's doing a seminar in Los Angeles, and I'm going to go there and and see what it's all about. You love your ice baths, don't you? I mean, I well, hate did, them. When, when you were fighting, you used them a lot. Right? Yeah, I feel like ice baths is the is the best form of uh, recovery. Like mm-hmm. you see these, uh, what's the cryo cryotherapy? Yeah, where you're standing and it's minus three hundred or whatever it is. That's like the soft man's version. It really is. Mm-hmm. Because I love it because I'm in there for two minutes instead of sitting in an ice bath for fifteen minutes. Yeah, Can't do it. You don't get the you don't get the same results. I, I'm telling you. But uh, yeah, so Wim Wim Hof he, he does these breathing exercises, which is mad. Right, so I've been looking into them before I do this uh, this uh, course that I'm going on, and he says I can, I can make you hold your breath for two minutes, and I'm like, not a chance, mate, not a chance. So I'm watching YouTube videos, and the way he does it, you've got to, <laughs> I'll do it now. You got to breathe in, and then let out a little bit, so you breathe fully in, and just let out like normal. Yeah, like this, you, and you you've got to do it. I think it was like 50 times. It was like a week ago. I don't know. And I'm going lightheaded on, on, the, on the sofa, and I'm going lightheaded <laughs> on And then the last one, you breathe in, and you hold it. Yeah. Oh, no, you breathe out, and then you hold it when it's out, and then you time it. So you've created like an oxygen reserve. Exactly. And then you can hold it. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So now the, your, your, your blood and your brain's got all this oxygen in that it needs. And then I, and I timed it, and I held my breath for 1 minute 55 seconds. Right. And I could not believe it. It's 1 minute 55 seconds. So my experience, I first heard him about him maybe two or three years ago. He was on, Ben Greenfield was talking about him a lot on his podcast. Right. Great podcast, by the way, the Ben Greenfield podcast. Anyone into fitness, wellness, all that stuff. And he mentioned him a little bit, and I looked into him. And it just, at the time, it just seemed a little bit like woo-woo, like all this like yeah. crazy breathing stuff, and I didn't really get into it. But it, 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 since then, he's exploded. It, his popularity is it, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then just speaking of what you said with your experience, trying the breathing, the other morning or a couple of weeks ago, I was driving up to uh, Malibu to train somebody up there. You know, those really like rough, depressing mornings I have up in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was driving up there and I, d- I hadn't had time to get coffee yet and I was driving up there and I was like really tired. It was like early morning. I'm like, shit, I'm not going to have a chance to get coffee. So I, I quickly searched YouTube for uh, Wim Hof, like energy breathing or whatever. And I put it on and it was like a guided Wim Hof breathing technique for energy right. to get energy quick. And it was just the same sort of thing. It was like, <laughs> like nasal breathing, like really fast. And I did it for about two minutes while I was driving. <laughs> I wish I would have pulled up next to you. I'm like, right. what are you doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, uh, <laughs> so um, tell the truth. That's what you were doing. <laughs> so then. But just just my experience from it, I was like, I got there and I started like getting ready for the session. I was flying, just like blood flow through my body like crazy. It was unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. heart rate was up and I just felt warm and like energized just from so two minutes of that. He said, kind of with the method of breathing, you can survive. Well, you can get in these ice cold baths and all that with with feeling good. So that's what I'm really interested in doing because mm-hmm. ice baths, even for me, I've experienced them. It's a nightmare for us to get in one. When no. you get in, but then when you get out, you feel great. I think. Oh, oh, yeah, feel amazing. Have you done yeah. them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. The plunge great. pools are great too, going from hot oh, to cold. That's the best. Yeah. You get that tingle feeling. You yeah. feel like the inflammation yeah. just getting out of your body. Yeah. I'm interested to see how much he talks about mental 
power and mental strength at that conference. I think that's a huge component of it. I think it's huge, yeah. 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 That's, that's it's mind big. over matter a lot of the yeah. time, right, with that stuff. You know, yeah. like standing in ice for a year on top of Everest. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he, he talks about how this breathing method helps with depression. Yeah. You know, so sure. and and that's that's mental, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in going, and I've never really. It was like two hundred dollars, and I just thought I'm going to do it because sure. it's going to be an experience. There's something I've never experienced the, before. Just just to get nerdy for a second, the, the the science behind the breathing it takes you from your your sympathetic nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system. I'm, I think I've got that the right way around. So your your sympathetic nervous system is like your fight or flight which you're in right. most of the time during the day, right? And then your parasympathetic nervous system. Josh could probably confirm or deny. Is this right, Mr. Degree Man over there? Um, and then your parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system is when you're sleeping and resting and recovering, right? When you're calm and at ease. And it's, it's proven that the breathing techniques take you from your sympathetic nervous system to parasympathetic nervous system. So it puts you in that mental state of relaxed, calm. If you're able Shut to up, get you. past that first first thirty seconds, yeah. This is golden nuggets right here. Yeah, I mean, I I can't if I can't spell the word that you're seeing. It's like Chinese. Up, to me. All right. <laughs> uh, so what I've been trying to do, I've spoken about it before on the podcast because I'm having a year off drinking. This was me New Year's resolution because I struggled so much with switching off from from work. The last thing I think about at night, the first thing I think about in the morning is work and trying to. I don't know if it's a creative mind or what, just trying to think of different ideas. I'll be watching the telly, a, a commercial will be coming on the, on the TV, and, a, and I'll be like, hmm, how can we do that for Box and Burn? You know, I'm just constantly thinking about stuff yeah. like that. So I can't switch off, and my me, me big thing was wine. That's how I used to switch off last year, and I put loads of weight on. So with these podcasts, when we've done the one with the mind pump people, uh, we did it when me and Kevin went to San Jose, and then they came in, they can't recommend meditation high enough and then Steve Krebs another one can't recommend meditation high enough so I've got the app Headspace mm -hmm. you know Headspace sure and I've been trying to do it it's like 10 minutes for 10 days in a row you put it on your phone and and you listen to the, this fella speaking he's an English fella and you're trying to switch your mind off which is really hard I don't know if you've tried it before I haven't no I went over to their headquarters for that that uh, thing they did with Maria Shriver which I was really impressed it's pretty Pretty remarkable company, but haven't done it yeah. yet. Have you tried? You've tried meditation. I, I do sleep meditations. I've yeah. done a couple of breath work meditations. They make you feel amazing, put your head right. right. But I, I'd recommend people starting with sleep meditations because that's when you're getting ready to kind of wind down anyway. So you're more likely to concentrate on the breathing and what's being said to you. Is to start with a guided sleep meditation. Would be right. right. Yeah. I, I have so much success and results with them. I just can't last past five minutes. I'm just knocked out. Well, they see the best time to meditate is in the morning before mm -hmm. you get really? up and you, and you yeah. do, do stuff. So, I've, I've, I mean, I, I try that. But with the being on my phone, like I think nine times out of ten, I'll be meditating. And <laughs> I'll think. I'll end. I'll pick my phone up and there'll be like six texts. I'm like reading them. So it's just like it's went from this to boom. Yeah. Work mode. So can you put on airplane mode or no? It will work. Maybe. Maybe I'll have to, I'll have yeah, to try I do that mine next on time. Airplane mode. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but another big thing that I've been doing, which is really helping, is like keeping off my phone until I'm ready to work. Like right. mm -hmm. if, if it's 11 o'clock, if I want to spend the morning with the kids, not not even touching my phone mm -hmm. until then. Yeah. Because I think that's that's the hardest way to switch. The, the reason why we can't switch off so much is because of this device that we've got. Definitely. And it's like nonstop all the time. 
That's why meditation is on the rise. Like what the mind pump guy said, why it's it's sort of skyrocketing now is because everything's so instant, instant, instant and distracting. Mm -hmm. The the rise of this, okay, take a minute to get yourself like back to where you need to be. You know, everything's going fast and instant and it's like the Mm -hmm. rise of the counterbalance of that. What Ryan Munsey said who was on a podcast was, he was talking about how much information that the human body can take in now. And he said, I think it was in 1975, the average human took in, I can't remember the numbers, but I'm going to yeah, make them up. I remember so, him saying that on the said podcast. It was, like yeah, it's eight, in the archive. it was like eight newspapers worth of information with like 30-page newspapers. That was in 1975. Today, it's something like 200 newspapers, something ridiculous. Yeah. So information is so readily available on your phone. I mean, you yeah. can yeah. have access and to everything. And that's what he said it was through. Yeah. Like through your phone. Because every time you look at your phone and you've got notifications and you've got... Yeah. a million people post a million things and you're trying to read them and all that, you're taking all this information in, mm-hmm. which 99% of it's shite really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's shit, but it's that, it's that habit of your phone. Mm-hmm. So sure. I think that's a, a big thing for me to try and switch off, just keep off that thing. It's having the discipline to use your phone for your benefit too. Yeah. Right. You use the phone, don't let the phone use you, if that it makes sense. No, it yeah. does, definitely does. Uh, so we're doing um, before we wrap up are we going to do predictions for the Canelo Triple G fight yes let's do it yes let's do it so go on Kev oh wow I can go first I yeah, thought about on. this yet. Swan copy well I mean are we picking rounds or are we just picking winner whatever you want just well I'm definitely I'm going to say Triple G uh, I don't know I think it could go 12 I think it's possible it could because I don't know. We'll have to see how much they mix it up. I think, I mean, Triple G, you saw, got a little bit fatigued in that last fight. He's also shown that he can get hit, and Canelo, Canelo can certainly hit. So, uh, I think, I don't know. We'll see. I think, I'm, I'll say 12. I'll go 12. Triple With G. Triple, G, triple yeah. G points. Yeah. I think it's an unbelievable fight. It's the best fight that can be made. I think Triple G wins. I think maybe, I'd say points too. I can't really see. Canelo being stopped he's never even been troubled has he really in like 40 something fights so Mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's just a case of who's going to have the best chin really I think they're just going to go at it it's going to be a great fight I can't wait to see it I mean Floyd did but that's I mean that's Floyd's an exception Triple G is not Floyd but right frustrated him I think it's it's like you said it's going to be the best fight in the the fight that I'd rather see than any other fight in the world yeah Mm -hmm. I want to as well pick Triple G uh, but I would like to think he would stop him, but it's hard to think of Canelo getting stopped. He's that good. Canelo's yeah, that good. good. And I've always, I've always said uh, Triple G, but after pr- Canelo's performance last night as well, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, I mean... And Triple G's performance against Jacobs, although J- Jacobs is tough and he's big. Yeah, right. but the thing with Jacobs is it's a complete different style. He was a, yeah, he was a elusive southpaw on his back yeah, foot true. where Canelo's going to come straight forward and come straight into his punches. Right yeah. It's... It's going to be a great fight, and uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to give two predictions. My number one prediction is is Triple G on uh, on points. On my number two prediction is Canelo to stop him. Really, I think I think he could actually stop him because I think Triple G can get hit, and yeah. he likes to get hit, and I think he's going to be surprised by Canelo's power. The, the a best... stoppage or knockdown? Stoppage. I think yeah, I stop think him. he might stop. Yeah, that's like, knock him down and stop yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like what I said before the Klitschko Joshua fight. Any of all possibilities could happen. Yeah. Both could win my knockout. Both could win my points. I mean, it's always, that's always the case, but it's yeah. everyone's got equal chance of happening. I think. Yeah, or it could be a spooky draw to get the rematch. Ooh. You never know. But I think when we, when Triple G fought Kell Brook, when Kell Brook had his his, his best work against him, he was yeah. stood in front of him, mm-hmm. letting combinations go. Yeah. 
yeah. landing uppercuts, yeah. threes and fours, boom, and he was landing like at, at yeah. will. And then once he started trying to move, that's when Triple G cut the ring down and started catching him. So Canelo's going to stand in front of him. He's got a wide variety of punches. He can throw uppercuts, body shots. He doubles up punches. Yeah. You know, he's like he's going to land on Triple G. Yeah. I mean, Lemieux hit Triple G a few times too. I mean, yeah. By the end of the fight, obviously, the, I mean Lemieux had taken quite a bit of a beating, but. Yeah. I mean, Triple G's jab in that yeah. fight was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, how, yeah. how well he established mm-hmm. the jab. Yeah, I think you have to do the same with Canelo as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good one. Well, thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast, and thank you to British Vintage Boxing for this T-shirt. For send us a T-shirt, and they sent all the boys one. Uh, if you want to send us T-shirts, you can send us T-shirts to your company, and we wear them on the podcast to uh, Boxing Burn in Santa Monica. Uh, make sure you. Follow us on Instagram at Boxing Life, and also Glenn is doing that special offer of if you when we get to 50 reviews on iTunes, he's going to give someone a, a free one on one training session in Boxing Burn Santa Monica. And Ernie's agreed to pay for your flight and accommodation if you're coming from, uh, <laughs> coming from England. Uh, and it's Steve Krebs, the guy who was on last week's podcast, the, the business coach, said he'll give you a 30 minute uh, consultation. Uh, telling you how to improve your business for free as well so that's worth a that's worth a couple of grand so keep those reviews this is the, coming the person that's the 50th review or one no, of those 50 no. yeah, yeah there was some confusion someone contacted me and who said your it was mate right confusing. your yeah. daft mate like, contacted not, you it's easy it's easy it, once we hit 50 reviews out of all those 50 people we're going to select one person how are you going to pick it just random at random yeah okay. no I think we pick the best review the best review like uh, whatever's the, the most best. entertaining review then alright we'll go with the, instead of doing it at random we'll do the most entertaining or, review or the, or the best we'll, we'll get a few and then we'll, then we'll pick okay. alright so thank you for listening until next time we'll see you later thanks everyone thanks